This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record. Math nerds unite from all over as we have an equation for you to sink your teeth into. My name is Frank. And before we discuss these odd time signatures, let me introduce to you the latest addition to the Italian American population and Paisano, Mark. Well, a happy Cabanera to you too, buddy. Oh, man, that's awesome. (laughs) You can always find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, and, of course, our lovely mugs on the YouTube. That's right. But when you ask, great question. Thank you just so, so, so much. New episodes, uh, as we like to call it, they drip to the drop each and every Friday. We've gotten good about them actually being on Friday again. So Yeah, I know. Good on us. Yeah. Now, if you're hearing (laughs) this for the first time, welcome. Uh, This show was just something for us to discuss the records we love, but it's also uh, morphed into a haven for discovery of bands we've always wanted to listen to or never even heard of before, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So as I clean off my glasses, you're going to you're going to know that you definitely want to check out our verse series where Frank and I will duke it out uh, on behalf of two bands or albums or whatevs in the names of what we like to call Love it. I don't man. know. I was trying something new. It was great. It was great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so while you're checking that stuff out, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook group. Hopefully these episodes will actually leave you wanting more of what we like to say, musical goodness. If you have a record you want us uh, to check out, Give us a comment and we'll go ahead and uh, put that in the queue. Um, So, you know, last week I invited Mark to meet me in St. Louis. And while Judy Garland is a a legend, the movie really doesn't go anywhere. However, we're not talking about the movie. Uh, We're talking about the band with the same name. So Mm -hmm. elevator pitch time, Mark. You're describing math rock really to someone in a sentence length. And, And what would you say? Oh, man, I'm the worst person to do this for you. But imagine a world where jazz had uh, direct in a directly insane impact on rock and roll. That that would be the foundation of math rock. So lightly more uh, slightly more rigid, uh, but sonically more progressive than what you would otherwise call rock and roll. Like I said, not the right person to ask this question to, but a really (laughs) interesting genre and and style of music Uh, i know that that's longer than a sentence but really interesting stuff yeah absolutely so i would describe it as a form of rock and roll that uses odd time signatures and pushes the boundaries of traditional song structures while being schizophrenic now as Mm. after i wrote that i said some people may not even understand the odd type signatures or the odd time signatures so you know pushes i guess pushing the boundaries of traditional song structures while being schizophrenic would probably be my elevator pitch now the band meet me in st louis there's not much really to discuss uh, as they were barely around really a blip on the map at the end of the day um they formed in 2005 in gulliford surrey england uh benny llewellyn uh, vocalist toby hayes uh ollie knowles paul phillips and lewis reynolds now they recorded a three-track demo titled and mark if this isn't 
indicative of their songs. I don't know what is. Uh, Promise me that we'll never learn to be like them. I don't want to wind up like that. Relax, baby. We're going to end up like us. That that's the actual title of the demo. That was one song title. That's the title of the the demo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The next year, they released a five track EP. And here, (laughs) check out this title. And with the right kind of eyes, you can almost see the high water mark, that place where the wave finally broke and rolled back. Wow. What a mouthful, which we're Uh going to see more of, actually, in the song titles. So on September 24th, 2007, uh, or I said across the pond, the 24th of September 2007, this debut record, Variations on Swing, was released. Um, Mark, you you ready to get your math on? Uh, I've cleaned my glasses. I've got a calculator ready. Uh, I'm as ready as I'm going to (laughs) be. All right. Here we go. So track one, the torso has been severed in mid-thorax. Woo! Uh, Right off the bat, we get this spastic tune that basically represents the band and the album uh, don't expect to get attached to attached to a portion of the song, because uh, as we discussed, this will change every 20, 30 seconds. And these parts do not come back around at all. <laughs> um, this song, though, I did enjoy it's melodic, aggressive, and I think they managed to bring in some memorable melodies. Um, Mark, I've always wanted to know how's your thorax doing? Well, Frank, I- I'm not really a medical expert. I, I just play one on this podcast. Uh, it's good. Thank you for asking. Uh, there is so much to take in with this track. It, it's wild to hear the move, like literally from style to style, sound to sound, and time signature to time signature. I would never be able to keep this song straight in my head while trying to play this, like ever. I, I'd just, forget you'd the have parts. To teach parts. We'd record it and then just chop and paste it together. Really crazy stuff. But yeah. Really intriguing. It like I, I remember finishing this track and going, what the hell's the rest <laughs> of the album gonna sound like? Like in a good way. Right. And we're, we're like, like where's the go to from there, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, track two, well, you damn well should. So oh. uh one thing you cannot take away from this band is their musicianship, right? Uh the song really starts with very complex uh finger tapping. Uh that would probably even make Eddie Van Halen's eyebrow raise up. Um now there's a YouTube video of someone actually playing along with the entire album. And listen, my jaw basically just drops to the pit of the earth's crust. Mm. It's that impressive. Um, this tune does have a kind of screamo emo vibe and maybe some hints of at the drive-in. Uh, to me, with regards to that emo tag, um, I think the accent of them you know, being British kind of makes it less corny. Mark, what are your thoughts on this tune? You said crust, and I instantly want pizza. Uh, I know, dude. Uh, I'm not really hearing that accent all that much, but but to your point, it doesn't sound corny to me. So I don't know I don't know how that blend happened there, but um, like I said, it didn't sound corny to me at all. This track does feel like it's a little bit more bound by genre and style, though. It, it, I think your comparison uh, to At The Drive-In covers it very well. Plus, the, the gang vocals on the This Time Next Year as a song yeah. ends, sounds really cool and like I think really just helped bring the number together. And it felt more like a little bit more like a traditional song as opposed to the the first track which felt like they were just kind of like grinding these different parts out you know uh spontaneously yeah absolutely um track three is right this way you maverick renegade um the best way i i discovered to approach these songs is to pick those moments that are like personal highlights and remember Mm -hmm. them um 
as that made that easier to distinguish actually the tracks uh, this song does have less melody but on the technical side the fast pace like palm muting arpeggios were just absolutely oppressive um mark you maverick renegade your thoughts <laughs> uh I got this intense <laughs> sense of, of spiraling from those fast arpeggios. And I, I liked that while the song was changing kind of continuously, it had that kind of core to it of that, that swelling, that, that spiraling aspect to it. Really interesting track. I, I really dug this one. It was cool. 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 Track four. Uh, I am champagne. You are shit. Wow. Uh, one of the very few tunes where Spotify actually shows the lyrics uh, for this. Um, it's early 2000 screamo lyrically for sure, but, but they had some spice to it uh, with the particular phrase of uh, burning a hole into my retina. I could only imagine uh, practicing these songs to perfect them while playing them live. That, that just really had to be an experience onto itself. Sure. Um, Mark, most of the champagne I drink is shit. What about you? Yeah, champagne usually gives me a headache um, unless it's that good good so yeah I'm agreeing mm. with you most of it shit um, so I, I try to stay away uh, from most champagne Wait, yeah. uh, hold on I'm going on a whole other thought process here <laughs> uh, this was uh, one of the harder tracks for me to follow the the off rhythms really kind of messed with me uh, I, but I'm, I'm with you man how, how do you even practice this let alone try to keep the song straight in your head so that you can play it live. And I have it's no be idea where to begin. Yeah. Repetition and muscle memory because. Whoa. Yeah. It's, I agree. it's just insane. It's, it's kind of crazy. I agree. Uh, track five. I beat up the bathroom. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of math rock that I never probably have never heard, but I have the feeling there's less acoustic math rock out there than electric. Uh, again, I'm impressed with the acoustic nature of this tune, but I would have personally actually rather have had the loud spastic electric sound. However, yeah, I guess I'm going to contradict myself. I, I do like the tempo change, too, which allows a little time to breathe in the album. Um, Mark, uh, last time you beat up the bathroom, you didn't apologize. So explain yourself, mister. Frank, we've talked about this. Um, <laughs> I never apologize for sloppy taco night or <laughs> its aftermath. Uh, for me. Uh, as a guy who doesn't know much about math rock and what the typical math rock album would, would sound like, I thought this was an interesting break uh, in the record, uh, especially with the, 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 the strings, excuse yeah. me. I, I wrote stings for some reason. My brain was trying to figure out what I was writing uh, with the strings coming in and out of there. Uh, it does have a little of that early 2000s emo appeal to it vocally. Oh, yeah. Um, not my thing, but I got to tell you, I, I didn't hate this. I thought right. it was really interesting and, and a way, especially for a full album to just take on another shape. Um, I thought it was a, a nice addition. Cool, cool. Track six. Here we go. I'm going to try to pronounce this. Inz Ziwi Dri Hasselhoff. Uh, translated from German to English, we get one, two, three Hasselhoff. Uh, and leave it up to the Hoff to provide, which may be my favorite tune uh, on the record. <laughs> it reminds me of some Million Dead, uh, the Frank Turner band before he went solo. Uh, and the first time I, I hear some flaws, with, it's the first time at least I hear some flaws with the uh, vocalist Toby and trying to keep up with the Iraq nature, but I actually really even like that more because I, I heard some of those. Uh, so I kind of really dig this tune. Mark, what about you? Yeah, I really like how uh, aggressively this song is paced. Uh, 
balance that with the the sparse bass and vocal parts, then the building momentum parts, and and I think this is one of the better examples of how to use uh, of how he uses his voice as an instrument along with the rest of the arrangement. Right. Um, it, it's probably my favorite track, yeah. uh, not just thus far, but probably of the album. Cool, 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 cool. Track seven. All we need is a little energon and a lot of luck. Um, love a good quote from Optimus Prime any day of the week. Uh, at seven tracks in, we could see their blueprint really for making uh, a song uh, that's that's theirs. Um, so, Mark, are you on Prime side or are you heading over to hang out with Megatron for this number? Oh, Optimus all day, brother. Optimus all day. Yes. Uh, this one did feel a bit more classically structured up to the wild finger tapping or finger picking solo, whatever that thing was, that thing was crazy. Um, I think that's what what's happening. Like, I, th- I think it was, I don't know. Uh, it's a cool number. I I'm having a hard time with these guys. This is I would try to remember what you're out. talking about, but I'm like, wait, which song is that? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, yeah, I think I could place what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, track eight, come to New York. Uh, there were fewer murders last year. Hmm. Well, a welcoming bass intro and more impressive, of course, finger tapping. Uh, you can really hear those jazz chords kind of punked up. Uh, and there's even some funk breakdowns. The memorable moment for me is the uh, stay in your homes part, which really seemed like a build up to the whole entire song. Um, Mark, what say you? You know, this is another uh, one that I'm, I'm kind of into. I, I like that bass intro, plus the, the moodiness of that finger tapping. And then that that really cool loud park works really well. I'm sorry. That's the best description I could come up oh, with. Right. Sounds uh, good. Plus, there's all these like really erratic bass runs. Um, and, and the band kind of goes along with them after a certain point. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, track nine. I got knives in my eyes. I'm going home sick. Wow. Another ever-changing tune, uh, which I can't say left a lasting impression on me, but you know, maybe if, again, placed differently, uh, then that opinion would be different. Um, Mark, how are those knives in your eyes? I used uh, my glasses to block them from getting in there, so... Um... But you know, uh, <laughs> then I then I took them and I, I used those knives as drumsticks to nice. tap along as much as I could. Um, Mark destroy. But I got to tell you, those parts were hard to figure out. And I <laughs> yeah. quickly. Um, it's hard to say I like or, or dislike this one. Uh, there are things that worked, and there are things that that confused me quite obviously. Um, but that's most of this album. Yeah. So you know, it, it's kind of that thing of I feel like this stylistically, or I don't know if it's the band or the style of music, it feels a little bit like this the rest of it. And I don't know if that's because it's a little bit of that kind of. I, I don't know how you would carbon copy this style, um, or or if it's just the sound of the band, and I can't differentiate what's different about it because it's just too yeah. fresh in my head, and I haven't really. I mean, I spent most of the week listening to this album, <laughs> I know you and have. I'm still having a hard time processing it. But it's still cool where it's cool. Sorry, absolutely. Uh, well, track ten, you're doomed. Uh, can you believe it? A short song title. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. Fitting way to end the record with this track. Uh, it's not long, and it's an instrumental. Um, as if the band didn't, they didn't need to let us know how musically talented they are. Um, but this definitely cements it. And I dig the soundscape kind of leading and closing things out. Um, Mark, I completely agree. This is a 
nice little closer to round out the album. The tone the band is capable of uh, can be missed with some of the heavier parts. So this worked well, almost as like a palate cleanser uh, after a really wild meal. And I got to tell you, because I listened to this on repeat a few times, (laughs) having this in there really kind of just like helped smooth over restarting the album and kind of giving my brain a better yeah. understanding of it not that i would have used it as the opener i, I like it here as the closer because again it just helps kind of like yeah oof, like it allows you to take a breath after that crazy album yeah the brain needs to recover uh, yeah know, and you need to Definitely. really like reflect on it it's like having like a very like intense debate like the next day you need to be like what happened exactly <laughs> yeah like just go get some water and, and some uh, fish oil and like, just walk around the block and- yeah <laughs> Well, you know, again, not much on the band. I mean, after this album and in 2008, the band would break up after three years of touring. Uh, In 2016, they would reunite for five shows, but they're still largely inactive. So that's kind of it with regards to the band. Um, So, Mark, you know, take us take us with your final thoughts on this record, if you wouldn't mind. This one was a a tough one for me to get. Uh, into it first frank uh math rock is not part of the the sonic landscape i typically traverse so it took me a good number of listens and and some talking it through with with you frank thank you uh (laughs) for me to get my head around uh this enough to to start to begin to understand it which is definitely where i feel like i still am is the, the beginning of this uh variations on swing is a great title for this as the the easiest way for me to process it was to think of it as really progressive jazz and that and and fighting my inner need for structure and repetitiveness um i'm going to pretty straight down the middle uh, on my score here it's a five out of ten um there's a ton here to get into and a ton that that someone with limited knowledge of this genre or style uh just doesn't or can't compute in a meaningful way um so i don't want to tell you that it sucks uh for what it is because i I really can't say that it does or it doesn't uh it's not for me but if that makes it bad or not i I have no clue Uh, yeah i'm glad there's there's context to that five out of ten for sure oh absolutely absolutely that's why i don't want people to think you know i'm uh I, I would definitely like if we're if we're trying to look at that scale and you go, all right, he put it right down the middle. I'm leaning to the positive side of it. Right. right. So call it a five and a half if, if there it you makes go. it easier for folks to, to digest. But, you know, Frank, this uh, technique uh, and technical playing is far more in your wheelhouse. So uh, drop <laughs> some knowledge on me. Yeah, um, <laughs> that, you know, that's a really good question, because I've tried after. I think first listening to this to to play around with some stuff and even the other band I referred you to minus the bear, you know, they, they start getting some thoughts flowing in the head and the hardest thing too. And I'll, I'll ch- just say this before my actual review, the hardest thing is adjusting to the time signatures to yeah. me that and their whole writing of it, because everything in the mind, whether you want to know it or not, whether you know music or not, everything is so four, four, right? It's such a mm-hmm. structured time pattern that we have, and, and it's a natural occurrence. So to abandon that and to go ahead and start doing stuff that's constantly changing, um, just awkward in general, but that's kind of what creates this genre works, uh, makes this genre work. Uh, it's tough. It's a complete different mindset. So the fact that they, they did this to me is, is really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
here's my review now, right? So um, I think there's two components to a band like this, right? And you know, it plays a role with the review of the record. So context, like we we're just talking about. One side, you have the musicality, right? And again, I could only imagine just the, the not only the composition, but the practicing, the performing them, and it, it was nothing short of challenging, guaranteed. Then the other side, you have the actual songs, and no wonder why a band like this really didn't last long before, because how can you continue after that, right? To me. Right and not get exhausted to me a band like this just needed one record and, th and that was it right um and i don't mean that in a negative connotation as well as i generally uh, like this album um there are many things to like like the uniqueness and sure the songs are hard to tell apart at times and they could tire you out however <laughs> there's some really high spots on these tunes and it kept me coming back for more and more even to the point mark of suggesting this for an episode you know yeah um the emo screamo part listen i could always get past because of the technique uh the technicality of this band and the, and the fact that the vocals aren't whiny at all. Uh, there's emotion to them, yes, but not in the way that waters down the product. Uh, songs like Thorax, uh, Damn Well Should, Champagne Hoff are among really my favorites and they keep me coming back. I think the fact that there are, you know, that we only get this one record um, really adds to the appeal to me. Um, mm -hmm. So for all that, again, that context, I actually give this an eight out of 10. So, nice. Yeah. Um, Mark, what, what do you have for us next week? Because I'm excited. I have, a, I have a question for you, Frank. Yes. Um, in order to create an air of mystery around himself and the band, this lead singer, known solely by a punctuation, would wear wraparound sunglasses while in public, in public, <laughs> and tell people he was from Mars. Frank, do you know who we're listening to next week? Wraparound sunglasses. Uh-huh. And you said, wait, 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 what was the first? He's I'm known sorry. by a punctuation. He's known by a punctuation. Wait, we're not, are we going with Prince or something like that? We are not. We are going with <laughs> question mark and the Mysterions 1966-96 teardrops. No way, dude. Yeah, I wonder. I've, I've been um, really kind of working my way backwards through garage rock oh, and that's finding great. some of those, those cornerstone bands and trying to understand there's so many early sixties, quote unquote, garage rock bands that were just one hit wonders that had these really wonderful albums and great turnout. So I wanted to go back to one that it's a personal favorite of mine, or at least the, the track everybody knows 96 teardrops um, and look at that album for what it was and see where these bands, uh, started where they come from why maybe they didn't have any further hits kind of just explore the early parts of that roots uh rock and roll movement that really like you know the, that garage sounds so heavily influenced by the british invasion nice um you know we're talking a lot of keyboards we're talking there's some uh some different stuffs in that that early era and it really always fascinates me so i'm i'm looking forward to it me too man and and you know what again we're coming across more and more of bands that fit into this bucket right mm -hmm. um and, and it's really interesting because i think they're obviously way more influential than people are giving them credit for um and it, it's it's really a cool journey so that is awesome 96 tears right from 1966 huh mm -hmm. wow pretty cool man i am i am amplified for that mark um hey we've made it here right thanks for everyone for listening tuning in getting your math rock on and listening remember subscribe like rate review be safe.
Absolutely. Hey, uh, and if you're into math rock and that's your thing, uh, and you think that we totally fucking got this wrong and backwards, we'd love to know why. But seriously, yeah. I, I know we're we're playing music critic and uh, and have to tell you, you know, act like we know it all. And uh, but we love to learn more and more about music and different styles, and would love a conversation about uh, about about it so um, that doesn't include mocking us or wearing uh, our hats or, or calling us names like what what actually do you think about this and and what did we get right what did we get wrong we'd love to talk about it yeah Anyways, uh drop a recommendation uh and some knowledge on us uh anywho that's all the the time we have for this episode i, I read that like 96 times backwards um I see what you did there. but uh take a breath take a breath and, and scream with me oh my my Oh, hell yes. Oh, bye bye, friend. Oh, that was I, nice. I'm gonna miss your butter. <laughs> Always. <laughs> oh, Always. come on. Hey, how's it happening?